Welcome to the Campus Women's Ministry Podcast. This ministry is devoted to producing women after God's own heart and interceding for the society around us. Listen as Prophetess Zipporah Crown shares insight into God's word. I pray this podcast ministers to you. Wow! When is that time of the month? She really wishes she were a man because of the discomfort. Yes, Lizzie. Sometimes I wish I was um, I were a guy because a man, a man. Because um, in my house, like I'm, the, I'm the only lady in the house. So all the house chores, all the everything is on me. And then even as of now, if I go to work and I come back, everybody's expecting me to come and cook. Whilst I'm stressed, sometimes I feel like. I'm, I'm tired, but I have to do it. My mom will be like, you're a woman. I'm training you how to be hardcore. But I don't like So the whole day they were at home. Nobody will cook. You have to. They will nothing. Wow, that's an extreme case. Yes, any other person. So because of excessive labor... Like she has to do all the clean up after everybody, just not for any reason, but because she's what? A woman. She's female. Okay, any other person? Yes, you raise your hand before. You don't want to talk. Is there any other person? Are there times you have wished you were a male instead of a female? Yes, Debbie, come on, let's hear you. I have an elder brother, and when it comes when it comes to work, then they'll be rather looking for me to do all the house chores. They don't divide the work accordingly. He's a boy; he can go and play football and everything. Even during BEC, I saw him learning. But during my BEC, I was going to the market to come and cook, prepare food before I would now learn for my my exam. So here, is, even parents. Yes, any other reason, any other contribution. So far, we've had menstrual cramps, we've had house chores, we've had what again? Uh, family meetings, decisions, decisions at family level. Yes, any other times, anybody who has wished you were a guy instead of a lady, and your reasons, yes. When did you ever wish that you were a man instead? Come on, we want to hear your voice. What she said, what did she say? Come and say it. The men struck her. You two times like this, you really wish you were not a woman. Eh? Wow, so it's just a temporary thing, but on the whole, you like being women. Wow, so what are the benefits of being a woman that makes you like being a woman so much? Can we hear someone? Yes, Devita? Come on, girl. Yes. Okay, so it's nice being a woman. Like, you get to feel all princesses. All princesses. Yeah. Yes. And then the men, like, when it comes to marriage, the men have to like, spend a lot of money and all that. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's nice being a woman. Put our hands together. Any other person has any reason to feel good about being a woman? 
Yes, it's you, Lizzie. Look, how about you others? Yes. Let's hear you. Let's see. Yes. It's it's nice. You feel all princesses. I like that. Yes. Okay. So it's not anybody making you a princess, but you do get to feel like that. Let's go. I feel um I feel special sometimes being a woman because I know one day I'll grow up to be a mother. That's all. The prospect of motherhood makes you like being a woman. You can have babies, right? Okay. Yes, and that's the very thing some people, women, too, are running away from. It's a fantastic world. Yes, any other person? Debbie, yes. Those of you who have not spoken, I'll, go, I'll call you. Now I'm going to call you one by one. You sure must have a reason. Yes, yes. Please, um, if you group a group of guys and you group a group of ladies with cleanliness, the ladies will definitely surpass the guys. <laughs> Those ones that I met by, like a group of ladies and a group of guys, they should. Okay. That one is, I think, is debatable. It's the guys who protest. Yes, you there, come up. We will hear every single person. So, those shy people who are already fidgeting, prepare to talk. I like being a lady because the Bible describes us as prized above this. So I see myself as very special. And also when they say ladies first, like when it comes to good things, ladies first, we get the good things. Okay, ladies first. So the preferential treatment in public. But when you are driving, because the police don't enforce that, they rather, it's horrible. It's amazing. They rather try to take advantage of you because you're a woman. They think you are scared. So they can quickly intimidate you, screech their brakes. You stop sudden and then they pass. It's a shame, isn't it? Yeah, so you, let's hear you. Why do you, and prepare to come up to help you. Yes, let's hear you. What's your name? Mavis. So Mavis, let's hear you. Sorry. Why do you, you know, how? You feel you enjoy being a woman. Tell us why. Okay, for me, I'm the only girl in my house. So I'm the only girl. Yes, in my house. So, like, I fall on my mother's place. Like, she treats me, if I'm sick. Like, the way she treats my brother, that's not the same way. She's all concerned. And so, yeah, it makes me feel so good. So, what if your mother didn't treat you special? Would you want to be a guy? A little. <laughs> All right, you. Don't be shy. Come up. It's not why it is it. I enjoy being a lady because I, I love the way I look. And I feel I'm special. Hallelujah. Yes, over to you. Because 
special within me and some, there's something in me that I can do that some of the guys special she feels special within her and there are things she can do that men can't do so she feels she likes being a woman yes Miriam let's hear you we ask the question first would you prefer to be a man rather than a woman nobody raised their hand everybody likes being a woman then are there times you have ever wished you were a man yes we have several reasons monthly cramps all those things parental preference for the ladies to work whilst the guys play and all those now then why what do you like being a woman and we have heard answers so we want you to add your question okay when i was when i was growing up i wanted to be a male because it made it made, just made sense like you feel free and right now, too, I want to ride a motorcycle, but I know I can't ride it because I'm a female. Yes, do not allow me to. That's a, no, not at all. Yes, so for that, I wish I was a, a male. But one time at these Alex, I was walking around. The speed and the wind. So one time I was at uh, these Alex and I was thinking what's so nice about being a female then the answer I got was that as a female you are likened to the Holy Spirit so when you understand the nature of the Holy Spirit that is who a woman is like to God so it made me feel special spiritual answer she understood that being a woman is like kind to the office of the Holy Spirit so if you understand the work of the Holy Spirit, then you know who you truly are as a woman. Wow, isn't that spiritual? Wow, thank God. Yes, let's hear you. If you know it's your turn, just flow. You don't need to, need to call him. What do you enjoy being? Why do you enjoy being a woman? Okay, if you're a man, you carry a lot of responsibilities. But a woman, your responsibilities, especially in marriage, your responsibilities are lesser than a man. But a man, you would have to get children, school fees. You have a lot to be yeah, a woman because it comes with less family and financial responsibility. Is that truly true? Not in every situation, because there's some. I think that only happens in a, when we are following God's pattern, which is a very good thing. That is how it is. But these days, with a lot of single parents, especially ladies, then they won't have that way. But that's what God wanted to be. Do you see? You are right. It's we who have spotted. it. If you go and do born one and all those things, it's you who have decided you don't like God's pattern. Do you understand? So is God responsible for your hustling? Not at all. Yes, who else? Yeah, Dallas, hear you. Um, so I like being a woman because at this time that we are alive, at this time for humanity, women are free to do things. So I'm happy that I, I can do things because I have a lot of aspirations and dreams. So I'm happy that I can do them and then 
it will not my gender will not be a reason why people will say I can't do them. So that is she's saying that she enjoys being a woman now because in her time there's very little restriction on what you can do as a woman. I think they are even playing international football, right? So we thank God for the progress made so far. But there was a time that you couldn't do that. So that should tell you that we made a lot of progress, haven't we? And we want to put our hands together for God. For the progress we have made. It's been all by his grace and his mercy. Because if you read Judges chapter 19 through to 20, then you know there was a time it was horrible to be a woman. But God has brought us this far. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So today we want to look at the special things that God has used women to do in the Bible. God has used women to do special things. Sometimes I wonder how men feel not being able to have babies. If they won't. But even that is an issue because then they don't get to be afraid of what maternal mortality and all those it comes with very serious risks but it's also a joy and a delight amen on mother's day you just get to know that it's worth it after all hallelujah so this we want to look at the special things god used women to do if you are expecting that i'll be telling you then i think you are mistaken because I've seen you people fish your notebooks out and with your pens ready to write. I'm going to ask you, what are the special things that God has used women to do? Who can think of them? Yes. The special things that God has used women to do, sir. God used a woman to bring the Savior into the world. Wow, let's put our hands together. I think that's the cream of cream of cream of what God has used women to do. God used a woman to bring the savior into the world, a savior for the world, yes. Any other special thing God has used women to do? A woman to do, yes. Sir Grace. Hey, God used a woman to anoint Jesus and prepare him for burial. The whole lifetime, John baptized him, but nobody dead. Nobody dead. It was a woman that anointed Jesus to prepare him for his passion. Let's clap for the Lord. I wonder why we don't get to hear sermons on this. It's amazing, isn't it? that nobody was allowed to touch Jesus. Anointing someone is a very high office, isn't it? And it was a woman who was allowed to do that. That's interesting. Two women anointed Jesus on different occasions. Mary, the sister of Martha, and the Mary of Magdala. Mary from the city of Magdala. So she's, like I would say, somebody from Benin, Beninua, Mary from Magdala, Mary the Magdalene, Mary of Magdalene, Magdala, Mary Magdalene. Hallelujah. So two special things. 
What again can you think of? What special thing did God use a woman to do? Yes. Yes, that Joyce. Rejoice. Yes. God used a woman to lead a victorious battle. At least that is the only part, time in scripture we hear of somebody fighting, galvanizing creation, the water spirit, water realm, and the cosmic realm to fight, to maintain the promised land. Deborah was her name. You'll find the account in Judges chapter 4 and chapter 5. And chapter 5 particularly is revealing because over there, we hear that the stars, she said, and the stars fought from their courses in the heavens. And he said, that river, that age old, that ancient river, Kaishon. Then he said, I hear the steed galloping, galloping goes the horses in the heavens. She said, ride on, oh my soul. He said, the kings came to fight. They came to fight at Megiddo. And that reminds you, it is typical. It's a foreshadowing of the battle of Hamad Amageddon. God used a woman to fight at that highly spiritual level. Cosmic versus marine warfare. It was a woman who led. She was the type one who picked the Kairos. She was the one who picked the spiritual time. She said, tell Barak, up! This is the day. This is the day. Move quickly. She told him where to go to start to station the soldiers, when to move, when to join the battle, and how to move. And then she also prophesied that a woman would take the, the glory for that battle. It was another woman, Jael, who killed the army commander. You know in battle, the one who kills the king or the army commander is champion. Remember Goliath was boasting. This and that. So, why is it that God has used women to do such great things, and yet the church cannot take a cue from it that God wants women. The church can actually stay that God says a woman should not hold church office. And yet, look, God used a woman as head of state, a judge in Israel, because those days their head of states were called judges. It was God who was picking the people. It was not human appointment for you to say maybe she was the favorite wife of the, a big man. No. And she was married. She was, you don't have to be single to pursue a career. They said Deborah, the wife of Lapidoth. She was Mrs. Lapidoth. There are so many things God is telling us if we want to listen. But you see, we prefer to listen to society and be intimidated. But whose report are you ready to, to believe? God's or man? Which one? You have to decide for yourself. Is there any other special thing in the Bible God used a woman to do? Yes. Debbie. God used a woman called Esther to save the whole Jewish race from being destroyed. She risked her life. She said, it is not allowed for me to go into the inner court of the king without being invited. But I will risk my life to save my people. And if I perish, I perish. A woman was ready to die for the Jewish nation. Just as Christ was reading. 
to die for the redemption of his people. Because they say you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Hallelujah. What other thing? It's, it's encouraging. I'm, I'm happy that you know the great things God did through me. Is there any other? God used a woman to save King David from bloodshed. Personal vengeance and bloodshed. Her name was Abigail. Her name was Abigail. You see how they perpetrate the memory of Jezebel. Anything but good. And God used a woman to illustrate true friendship, true kindness, and true godly character, godliness. And that woman was called Ruth. Ruth. It wasn't her mother or auntie. That would have made it easier. A mother-in-law. Her husband's mother. And you know, when we are talking about stereotyping of mother-in-laws, it's hardly ever the woman's mother. It's always the man's mother because she feels she has the upper hand. If you fool, I'll sack you and look for another wife for my son. The woman's mother doesn't have much of a say. Unless maybe it's a special marriage where the man has a disadvantage, but it's rare. It's usually the man's mother who is the mother-in-law. Am I right? Good. But it was a daughter-in-law that saved Naomi from humiliation. She came back for, to her own country and nobody minded it. They had to be scrimping around, gathering leftovers in in people's farms in order to eat. This lady was ready to go that far just to take care of this old lady. The Bible said, and she dwelt with her mother in law. She went gleaning in people's fields. Today it's like you are going kaya you just to feed to take care of her mother in law. Meanwhile, the, the family was very prominent. They had property, but the others didn't care. God used a woman to illustrate true love, true care, caring, family support. The Bible says, he that does not care for the poor, those at disadvantage in his own family, he's worse than an unbeliever and has denied the faith. Part of the faith is to support one another. We see in the very early church, the Bible says they were together they some sold their properties and brought the money. And they took care of the needs of all. Hallelujah. God used a woman. Handpicked. Look, a thousand and one things happen in the world. These are the ones that came close to God, God's example. And God handpicked them to be put in the Bible for us. So for a story to gain, to get entrance into the Bible, it's not a cheap thing at all. Because if you look at scripture, there are many scriptures, so-called holy writings. Some of them, people are so impressed with them that they've collected them and added it to certain denominations, their Bible. Like the Catholic Bible has other 14 books, the Apocrypha. We call them the Deuteron canonical books. There are so many writings that they, they don't even add them to the Apocrypha, but they are also crying for attention. So for something to be put in the canon of the Bible, it has gone through several scrutinies 
one of the key things that in reading it, people sh it should have a devotional character. Should make people feel like worshiping God. Should make people acknowledge that God is great and is good. It should be devotional. So for something like that to enter into the Bible is remarkable. You may think it's just a nice little story from Israel's past, you know. It exemplifies something of redemption and grace. That's why it was put there. Because everything pointed to the Christ. These are the things God used women to do. Abigail is particularly impressive. She impresses me a lot. And I think one of the, our series, I wrote that she didn't go gossiping in the hairdressing salons, in the favorite gathering places of women. But she told someone, she recognized the time when her season came, but this is the right person I should tell my story to. Do you have the descent? Because as she said, she, she sometimes wish she were a guy because ladies suffer too much. Women suffer so much. Discrimination, abuse, more treatment. Are you getting it? Marginalization in family affairs. And she said that women suffer a lot. That's what she said. But you know, this woman, so women tend to be very, very emotional. They want somebody to hear them out. They are always looking for a sympathetic ear to tell their sorrows to. And people just mock women that, oh, if a new thing comes, they are the first to go. If a new church comes. Because if they don't, you know, people don't realize that a lot of these things are spiritual. Because she's the woman, because she births things. It's not only birthing, she births destinies. Because today, if God wants a prophet, he will look for a woman to birth that prophet for him. So women birth destinies. If God wants to change the course of politics and he needs somebody who introduce a new ideology, he looks for a woman to birth that person for him. So women birth destinies. Yes, a woman birthed the Christ, but any other great person God has used in the Bible, they were birthed by a woman. When God needed a prophet in Israel, Hannah birthed Samuel. On the altar of prayer. One of the greatest assets you can have in any family or tribe or clan or nation is praying women. Women who know how to engage God in the secret place, in the prayer closet. Praying mothers are God's engine room. Great things are accomplished when women go on their knees. Do you know of any women who did, who did extra well in prayer? We have talked about what? Hannah, Samuel's mother. Yes, Hannah. Anna, the prophetess, the what? The daughter of Fanuel from the tribe of Asher. Hannah Anna, the prophetess Anna, prayed in the Christ. Oh, yeah. The Bible says she was a young girl when she got married. Seven years into the marriage, her husband died. 
Okay. And she stayed in the temple with fastings and prayers until Christ was born. And God gave her the honor of going to dedicate the baby and prophesy over the baby. All these are there in the Bible. God has used women just as much as he used men. Maybe not as frequently as he used men, but just as much. God has used women in spectacular things and great things just as much as he did men. But maybe not as frequently. God has not discriminated. One thing people say is that Jesus did not choose a woman as one of the 12 apostles. Jesus chose women as disciples. But not all men also became the 12 apostles. There were women. The Bible says it was women who financed Jesus' ministry from their own resources. The Bible records them. Salome, they mentioned their name. They financed Jesus' ministry themselves. The Bible said it. And finally, a great thing. It was a woman who first saw Christ when he resurrected. And she was the one who Jesus told to go and tell the disciples what to do in order to see him. It was a woman at the tomb. They were the first to see. Women were the first to see Christ when he resurrected. They saw the angels physically. The angel that came to roll away the tomb. And the angels spoke to them. Although they didn't know it was angels, they knew it was something spectacular. They were the first to announce the resurrection, even to the 12 apostles. So it doesn't matter if they were not among the 12. Praise the Lord. We'll continue next week. Women, the special things that God did through women. God may not have used women as frequently as he used men, but you, God used women for things as equally great as he did. Some no man ever has done. No man ever dared touch Christ with oil. But twice women anointed him. And they didn't just use cheap oil. Oh, man. <laughs> Trust women. They used the most expensive oil in the world. That's what they used to anoint him. Because they knew who he was. The seed of the woman. Amen. God bless you. Let's Thank you for listening to this message. Journey with us. Read our daily posts. And connect with us on our other social media platforms as we set God's word. And get to know his perspective on human issues. Until next time, stay blessed. See, I've realized when it comes to sin.